0: This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture.
1: And It's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, (laughs)
0: let's
1: wrap this thing up. (laughs) Welcome everyone. It is another week of Cultivating Convos here. Hi, Megs
0: sure is hello everyone i'm back shelby's back we're back talking
1: here we're all here i have my voice this week i didn't have my voice last week i don't think so yeah you're pretty much back to normal yeah just about getting there so Mm -hmm. um unfortunately i could not take part in something that i was so looking forward to
0: because it was was, (laughs) it was very fun um monday morning for oda uh, started with a bang, I suppose. <laughs> we held a pancake breakfast and pancake eating contest to support Operation Feed um, to raise money and canned goods for Mid uh, Ohio Mid-Ohio Food Bank. Mid Ohio Food Bank. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, the pancake eating contest was
1: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a video, I did see the video of it. And I, I just have to say, you know, we have to give a shout-out to Director Polanda. She comes up with the most fun ideas. This is all her. This is yeah. every, every bit of her. And uh, we had five contestants mm-hmm. from various divisions around ODA. And let's just say our chief of enforcement came to play. No
0: joke. The man wore a poncho <laughs> to make sure he wouldn't
1: get syrup
0: on his clothing. And so... <laughs> Um, each contestant had five pancakes, and whoever could eat them the fastest won. And I think so, Jason, our chief of enforcement, won. Um, and I'm trying to think of the time. I think it was four minutes and like 15 seconds or so that he shoveled in. Five he was
1: pancakes. like he was pulling out. It was like the hot dog contest. He's dipping it and eating it, really? dipping it and eating it. Oh, it was no joke. I mean. There
0: was another contestant. Her name's Darcy and she was the dark horse. I really thought she was going to take the <laughs> win. She went with the, um, she stacked five, all five and then tried to eat them
1: that way. So oh, like a sandwich. Oh, that mm-hmm. was smart. Yeah. She nearly had it. <laughs> she nearly had it. Yeah. I, I heard Jason Kong did pretty well too. He, uh, he had he up our consumer protection lab and, um, he, he raised the most good. money. So yes. He, good job, Jason. Yes, he got the platinum spatula. It's going to travel around <laughs> okay. each year to the new winner. Yes. The winner gets the crown, the the Burger King crown. <laughs> <laughs> and the spatula goes to the the person who raised the most money, so. I told director, I said I'm taking Jason Davis on next year. I'm I'm I may look I may look thin, but I can pack some away. She can pack <laughs> it. Yeah, I think you're going to have to be on the on the board next year, Shelby. I want to. I'm ready. Well, I love pancakes, but what else do we love that we just decided? Cheese, please. It's here. So last week we were just like, what should we do a podcast on? Why not our favorite thing, cheese? So here we are. I don't know why we haven't done this sooner, but we've arrived. I know. We we might be the biggest cheese lovers ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah. And we have the perfect guest today to yes. chat with us about
0: just that cheese. Our our favorite cheese whiz, pun intended, uh, Sarah Wilkins. She is an inspector with our dairy division. Sarah, welcome again. We appreciate Hello,
2: it. Hello, and thanks for having me back.
1: Don't of tell
0: course. anyone else
2: you're our
1: favorite. Don't tell the rest <laughs> of the inspectors. It was never
2: (laughs)
0: said. We also have um, a special guest with us today, Andrea Seafring-Robbins. She's the owner of Urban Stead Cheese, along with her husband, Scott Robbins, also the owner, but not on our podcast with us, Scott. But Andrea is here. So, Andrea, thank you so much for hopping on.
3: Guys, thanks for having me. We're always excited to talk cheese.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And it's a Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. So what a better topic. I'm going to go have cheese after this, by the way, but (laughs) let's get started. So here's what I'm really excited about. We have asked Sarah to prepare a cheese quiz
3: for us. Oh, Lord.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we are, we are all, we're we're all going head to head on a cheese quiz. Oh, okay. Megan, Andrea, and Brian, we're going to include Brian in this. Are you guys ready? Sarah, Do you ha- how many questions do you have, Sarah?
2: Okay, I came up with five questions for you Okay. Okay, hang, hang on That's one second.
1: Call. Hang on one second, because I have to put my thinking cap on.
0: Oh. <laughs> no, you guys, everybody, she just put on a cheese head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. How long have you been waiting to pull that out of the closet? Oh,
1: you have no idea. Like, literally, this is... Tra- I lived in Wisconsin when... Two thousand I don't even know. I moved here like nine years ago. And this has sat this has moved with me to houses. This like sits <laughs> in a little shelf in the basement. Oh, I'm very excited to run awesome. down and grab it. <laughs> it have right.
3: grown, have, I have a cow um a cow head. I could have put
1: my cow head on. Well, you should, Andrea. I think that's appropriate.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Sarah, let's go. Fire away.
2: All right, you guys ready to have your curd knowledge base tested? I'm going to be terrible. Okay, question number one. About how many pounds of milk does it take to make one pound of cheese?
1: Five. I know the answer.
3: I was going to say, yeah, this is no fair for I was going to say eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so what kind of cheese are we making? Um, because it's different for each cheese, but. Indeed.
2: Yeah. We'll just try to keep it general. We're going to say it takes about 10 pounds of milk to make one pound of cheese. So that's a little that's over true. a gallon of milk.
1: Yep. Oh, well, Brian didn't answer. Brian, was that your answer?
3: Yeah, I was going to say 10, totally.
1: <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> I feel like Meg's might have won that one. One for Meg's closest. Yes. All right, okay. I'll take it.
2: Close this without going over too for playing Price Price is Right rules. Okay, okay. Are we ready for number two? Yep. Okay. Name three animals that commonly produce milk for cheese cows, goats,
1: cows, goats, cats,
0: (laughs) and sheep. (laughs) Cats? Well, she's
2: cows and goats, yeah. Sheep. yeah sheep, sheep. that's sheep. great sheep. oh of do course. we have any more exotic ones to throw in
3: there we do camels there's a there's <sighs> a like somebody making camel's milk cheese um not in the u.s and it would take camels don't produce a lot of milk so it would take a lot of camels but there is camel's milk cheese oh my gosh isn't
0: oh. that water, right who's tasted that that here
2: I have not, but I have had buffalo milk cheese. Yep. Like I've had that Mozzarella also. That. is commonly made from water buffalo's milk. Mozzarella de buffalo. Mozzarella. You're talking to two um, Italians here. Mozzarella. Sometimes even horse milk. Would you believe that? Really?
0: I'm going to pass on that, yeah. I think.
2: For real. Yeah, I'm kind of, I feel a little squidgy about the horse and the camel yeah. milk, but I'd try anything once, except for yeah. the magma cheese that's made in Italy. Not interested in that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, you guys ready for number three? Yep. Yes. Okay, I'm going to take it a little easier on you this time. This is going to be multiple choice. So, the average American will eat 10, 20, or 30 <laughs> pounds of cheese each year.
1: 30. Amazing. That's an average, not you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went low with 20. <laughs> it's 30. See? I'm going to guess 30. 20 also.
2: It's 30. 30? Oh, is Andrea. correct. So we still can, we have room for improvement because the French eat almost double that. So we need everybody to be a little bit more like Megan and Shelby and up your consumption.
3: We, oui, we. Oui. <laughs> Bring those averages up.
2: <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> All right. So question number four, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. What type of cheese is the most widely consumed, globally speaking? Cheddar.
1: I'm going to say mozzarella. (gasps) Yes.
2: You're right. And you guys are both right. It's mozzarella followed by cheddar. You were. Look at that.
0: I'm so proud of y'all. I'm doing the cabbage patch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So are you guys ready for the fifth and maybe the most difficult question? Okay. Oh, okay. So little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. What on earth are curds and whey?
1: Well the curds oh, are the like chunky part cheese. of the cheese. The whey is Andrea like the,
2: makes cheese curds. <laughs>
1: yeah, like like that's a Wisconsin thing. Like I've had cheese curds a million times, but the whey is like
2: the stuff you scrape off, is it, or the yeah, you basically yeah. got it. So the curds, as the name suggests, are the curdled solid bits of milk. And then the whey is that remaining liquid portion of protein and whatnot that ends up getting pressed out or rinsed out or falls out if it's being hung to dry. I yeah.
1: love a good like squeaky cheese curd. There is mm-hmm. nothing better.
2: That's, that's your scani roots showing through right there. <laughs> we made them this week. Yum. <sighs> yep. I
0: watched that and, like, process happen. To, it's impressive.
3: When you buy guys, when you buy like say yogurt, and that yellowish liquid is sitting on top, that's also whey. Oh. Oh. Yes, whey.
0: I dumped that yes, whey
3: right.
2: Now. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, whey.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that was great. Okay, I didn't do as I did pretty okay.
1: I think we tied. Megs, I,
0: think, I think, think you guys did good. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. So we love cheese and we're we have basic knowledge.
2: I'm impressed. I really am. <laughs> you have more than um, basic knowledge. You're doing good.
0: <laughs> okay, so we've hit the five questions. Is that it, Sarah?
2: That was the only quiz questions I came up with for you. But if you want to give me a little longer, I can make it a little harder.
1: (laughs) I think (laughs) that was good. I think that was good. So what (laughs) is there anything interesting going on in in the cheese world right now? Anything interesting in the industry, Andrea?
3: Yeah, that's a great, um, great, great question. So it's kind of special that you guys reached out and asked. Me to join today for again thank you. Um we're in the middle of American Cheese Month and it's really, really exciting time to be celebrating North American cheese producers. Um, you know, sometimes when people hear American cheese, they think maybe that American cheese. And we're not talking about that that American cheese, although um, I'm an equal cheese opportunist. I think every every all cheese has a place at, at the at the table. Um, but really celebrating the amazing cheese work that American cheesemakers are doing. You know, I think if we went back, like say 15, 20 years, there was a lot of good cheese in the U S but my gosh, I mean the amount of artisanal cheese being produced, high quality artisanal cheese being produced in the U S and specifically in Ohio has just skyrocketed. And, you know, I think in the past you used to think that you needed to get cheese from Europe to get high quality artisanal cheese, and that is no longer the answer. Um, So it's just really exciting to see so many different cheese varieties. We have cheesemakers in Ohio making cow's milk, goat milk, sheep's milk cheese combined. Um, We have cheesemakers winning awards, and it's just really really cool to see this happening. Um, This week in the cheese world, we. Most um, artisanal cheesemakers work not only with the Ohio Department of Agriculture, of course, um, if you're in, the, in Ohio or your respective state, you would re- work with the respective um, agriculture department. But we also all work with the American Cheese Society, and that's a really, really big um, group that encompasses North American Cheesemakers, and this week is the American Cheese Society Cheese Competition. Wow, historically, I think almost 4,000 cheese entries, and it's pretty incredible. Um, And so we'll all find out those results in July when we go to the American Cheese Society Conference in Portland, Oregon. So, Andrea, did you guys submit a cheese then, or how does that work? We sure did, yep. So the way that it works, similar to the Ohio competition that's held at the Ohio State Fair, is you have categories. Um, The Ohio State Fair competition, which will be held in July, is fewer categories. I I think it's like maybe eight categories, if I recall correctly. And there's a lot more categories at American Cheese Society. So you'll see, you know, bloomy rinds. You'll see... um, see cheddar, you'll see cheddar aged under a year, Cheese cheddar aged over a year. So we submitted our award-winning street ched, which won Best Cheddar in Ohio and Reserve Grand Champion at the Ohio State Fair in 2021. Um, we submitted a wheel of our cheddar under a, in, in the under a year category and then also a wheel in over a year category. We also submitted our aged Gouda, into um, a, a, another category, I can't remember exactly what it was. It's like a, a Dutch Edom style category. We submitted a wheel of our comb to Evanston into the open cow milk category. That is our Alpine style cheese, and then we submitted our quark with into. Um, a category that includes like fromage blanc and quark and, and those, those soft cheeses like that. And it's, um, I always say that submitting cheese to a contest is like, if you, if you were a pageant mom, you know, putting your, your littles up on stage, it's like putting your child up on stage, but you don't get to see what they look like before they go. Um, Because you don't get get a cut into a wheel. You submit an entire wheel. Oh, Oh. right. It's so scary. Um, You know, I'm familiar with the batch. I've opened other cheeses in that batch, Uh, you know, and I just have to assume that it's a representative sample of what I've seen. So, um, you know, a wheel of cheddar for us is 20 pounds. And so we submitted 40 pounds of cheddar, uh, 16 pounds of Gouda, and a seven to eight pound wheel of tome. And I send them off and and give them all my good juju and tell them to do well. <laughs> and that's all I can do. Can
0: confirm the street ched. Oh, my Lord. With Andrea, t- she
1: still talks I, about this. She still I, talks I, about the street ched.
0: I told Andrea through email, I'm like, by the way, I'm still dreaming about... <laughs> The street cheddar, that's my favorite for awesome. sure.
3: Thank you. Yeah, and if you ever, um I, you guys are in Columbus, one of our amazing Ohio Cheese Guild partners, not a cheese maker, a salami maker, North Country Charcuterie mm-hmm. often does um, charcuterie packages with our cheddar, and I just shipped them cheddar. They got it this morning, and they ship anywhere in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm direct to consumers so that's one way if you're looking to get your hands on some more street chad you can reach out to north country and, and order one of their packages well
1: we are actually doing something with north country charcuterie too coming up we're doing a one of our cooking segments dishing with dorothy with our director and she's going to do a charcuterie board with them so we'll, we'll have to Perfect. work in some urban Stead's street shed, i feel like
3: <laughs> yeah so duncan you want the street chad
1: We will do that. So, Sarah, you are in a lot of facilities, obviously. Do you get to try the products there or no?
2: I definitely try a lot of different cheeses. (laughs) Anytime I can get my hands on something that is unique, different, not offered somewhere else. Oh, man, I am such a lucky gal.
3: (laughs) So, so my question is
1: we're sitting here in Ohio. What 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 have you seen that's interesting that's different that's a product of
2: ohio i okay so my very favorite ohio cheese fact is that ohio is number 1 in swiss cheese production we make almost 140 million pounds per year which is about well, a third of the national supply and then mm-hmm. even more interesting swiss cheese was invented in ohio can you believe that? Okay, so Ohio. I did know that. A bunch, there's a bunch of Swiss immigrants um, up in like Tuscarawas, Holmes County area. And I think it was around like the mid-1800s that they started wanting to make a cheese like Emmental uh, from, from their homeland. And thus, Swiss cheese was born right here in Ohio, not in Switzerland.
3: <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and they make big Big block. Um, it's huge. Like our 20-pound wheel would pair and pale in comparison. They make really, really big um gosh, they're like 40 pound, right?
2: 200 pounds. Wow. 200, yeah,
3: they're in boxes blocks?
2: like wow. giant, massive. It's so amazing to go into one of those aging rooms and just starting to add up the thousands of pounds of Swiss cheese that you're surrounded by. And um, Back to the American Cheese Society competition, some of our Ohio cheesemakers have won that category with their Swiss cheese, specifically Gugginsburg with their baby Swiss cheese, which is also an invention by that cheese plant. Uh, But they have just cleaned up at so many of the Cheese Society competitions. Yeah, they do
1: a great, great job with their split. All right, Sarah, lay lay, lay some fun facts on us.
2: Okay, so there are approximately 10 billion microorganisms in each bite of some wash rind and raw milk style cheeses. It is extremely probiotic. I mean, it's practically a health food. Isn't that amazing?
0: (laughs) I I would agree. Probiotics (laughs) are important, people.
2: (laughs) They are, they are. so have you guys heard of Shev? It's a really, sometimes people just call it goat cheese, which isn't entirely correct, but Shev, yes, is usually made of goat milk. Um, it is likely the first type of cheese made. And that, that historians think happened about uh, 6,000 BC in Mesopotamia, which is current day Iraq.
0: Mesopotamia? Yeah, I heard that name maybe. since fifth grade geography. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know guys. I just really love cheese and I'm just happy that we're talking about it right now.
2: Well, if, there's a reason that you love cheese. It actually changed our genetics through, a. Uh, A series of genetic selection for lactase persistence, meaning that adult humans can continue to consume lactose without it making them ill. Dairying and human evolution go hand in hand. And that making of cheese by accident, most folks think, uh, really was just an amazing improvement in the ability of early humans to survive and to have a constant steady supply of a very nutrient rich food i have a a wonderful quote about cheese too so this is from clifton fadiman and he says a cheese may disappoint it may be dull it may be naive it may be over sophisticated yet it remains cheese milks leap towards immortality isn't that poetic and beautiful (laughs) that is beautiful Oh,
1: my gosh. So, Andrea, I'm curious. I mean, I would love to just make cheese. How in the world did that happen? How did that become your career?
3: Oh, because we're crazy. Um, I mean, we would say I I wish there was a eureka moment. You know, for us, um, it's a love of cheese, but it's also it's a real respect for exactly what you just said you know it's kind of a joke but it is it's such an incredible thing that we go to the farm and pick up milk on we'll pick up nine thousand pounds of milk this sunday and by the end of monday tuesday and wednesday we will have close to 1400 pounds of cheese that it's just really a beautiful thing it's such an elemental fermentation um and truth be told my husband and i I could not have a greater respect for dairy farmers. We are both grandchildren of dairy farmers, and mm-hmm. my uncles and cousins still dairy farm. And so it's, you know, we both say it's a little bit in our blood. Scott's been in the food and wine industry for 30 years, and we both really enjoy fermentation. We love cheese. And for us, this is just a way to. Combine our passion for entrepreneurship with our passion for cheese and our passion with making a community investment um, and really peeling back. You guys know, clearly know a decent amount about cheese, but we're not in Wisconsin. We're not in Vermont. We're not in California, Oregon, some of the big, big cheese producing um, states. And so we wanted to show people like peel back the layers. Here's how cheese is made. And here's why it's so incredibly valuable. And, um, and it's just really, really cool to share with people that here's how milk gets to the table in the form of cheese.
0: Yeah, I would say too, just being at your facility, Andrea, they have, you know, an open shop where you can eat and you can drink. And then they've got a big window of um, where they actually make the cheese so you can look in and see. And I think that's really cool that that people are able to view what you're actually doing to get, yeah, from milk to cheese.
3: Thanks. Yeah, and we don't just talk, you know, it's it's so much more than about what we're doing here at Urbanstead. It's sharing with people facts like Ohio is the largest Swiss cheese producing state in the U.S. Um, Those of us in the south of Ohio, most people don't know that because that's all in northeast Ohio. And really just talking about how impactful the cheese industry is In Ohio, but also throughout the US. Um, And sharing with people the hard work that our dairy farmers are doing. You know, we all know, I I think, how many people could do a job 365 days a year without a break? Um, And that's what our dairy farmers do by and large. So really, really highlighting all that work that goes into making high quality artisanal cheese is what we talk about here, talking about our fellow Ohio cheesemakers. It's just, it's really, really important work and it's work that we need to make sure that people are continuing to do because we all know that things are becoming more mechanized and industrialized, and we're really trying to do things in an old-world artisanal style here. Obviously, we're using equipment, um, but we're hand making our cheese.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Shout out to our dairy farmers; they they deserve yeah. it. That's for sure, awesome. Well, thank you guys. We we really can't thank you enough. This is this was this is our dream podcast. Amazing, amazing.
3: <laughs> Guys, thank you so, so much. Thank you for highlighting cheese and thanks for having me on. It's um, my favorite food. And and so I'm, I'm excited to talk about it always. And anybody, you know, who's listening and any of you guys on the podcast, we'd love to have anybody here at the shop in Cincinnati um, and love to share what we're doing. Come down for a glass of wine if you're so, so inclined and, and grab a cheese board or take some cheese to go with you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Andrea. And uh, we're going to check back with you to see how uh, how it went in that competition.
3: Yes. Oh, Lord, thank you. It's, oh. <laughs> Deep <Yeah>. breaths.
2: <laughs>
3: Deep right. breaths.
0: Sarah, thank you yeah. for being on with us too. You're so knowledgeable and the quiz was great. <laughs> <Love it.
2: laughs> You're so welcome. You guys did so well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys.
0: Oh my gosh! What a treat to have those two on. That was that was so fun.
1: That was really fun. It. The yeah. only thing that would have been better is if we were sitting around a table eating cheese. But well, yeah.
0: Maybe table next table. time when we do cheese part, do
1: <laughs> we, we can, can all get some cheeses and taste test like we did with the wine. I like it. We can be on site. I like that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So. So
0: we're gonna we're gonna circle back though to flapjacks.
1: That is right, Flapjacks, and as we mentioned, our Chief of Enforcement, Jason Davis, uh, won our pancake eating contest, so in honor of that, and to talk to him about eating pancakes and everything else that goes on in enforcement, he's Mm going to be on next week.
0: Yep, can't wait, looking forward to it, and we hope you all tune in. (laughs) See you then. Cultivating Combos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.